What's up, what to do, man? It's your boy, Dev the Gamer, aka Player One the Guy himself, and welcome to another episode of The Gamers Den, the show where I go over video game news, tech news, and a little bit of everything else. And we start this thing off with a thing called Level One News. So before we get into it, I know y'all hear that good, crispy, clean audio if I was able to figure this out. I know y'all sitting here like, hold up. Like this man got the crispy clean audio. Yes, sir. Got that crispy clean audio back. I cleared up and got some space up on that iPhone. You dig? We got that. We got that clean audio. So hit that round of applause, man. And be like, oh, yes. Up from here. That clean audio. We clean wave boys. Clean audio boys. With that being said. Make sure you hit that like button and subscribe if you are watching the visual experience. Make sure to rate five stars and follow and support on the audio platforms. We are now on Google Play and uh, well, not Google Play, but uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Amazon Music slash Podcasts. I don't know why it's music and they put a podcast up there, but that's what they did. And um, the visual platforms are Rumble, Hideout. Definitely tap into those pages if you want to experience the visual. I have a lot of things coming up. Got a lot of things in the works. You know what I'm saying? So we we for sure going to get into some things and things is just turning up and leveling up on my end. So appreciate everybody for tapping in, rocking with the gods. You know what I'm saying? And we here. We, we doing it big, man. We doing it big. We creeping up on a hundred. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, I might go live and do it live. I don't know. So. Just make sure y'all follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash devthegamerxiv. And yeah, you know, let's just go ahead and get into it. You know, let's hurry up and get into it. All right, my big screen. Yep, yep. Not big screen, but I'm the screen. So headline reads, major gaming brands wade deeper into the realm of blockchain technology. Now, if y'all uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash devthegamer, you guys know that I uploaded a video called Get Hip to Tech or stuff like that. And it says tech is the future. And I spoke a little bit on it. I didn't go too much into detail, but I just really wanted to put it out there like that tech is the future and that this is where we're going. You know, a world built around technology, integrated technology. This is where we're we are going, you know, and as the God I am, of course, I have to be up to date with these things because this is the time I'm in. So. This is where I'm at. And furthermore, for everybody that's a content creator and things like that, you have to get hip. And what we're going to be talking about later on in the level two news, you know, is definitely going to be geared more towards the content creator and people who are more concerned with short form content and things of that nature. So with what that has to do with blockchain and crypto and stuff like that, it has a lot to do with it because at the end of the day, you know, these platforms are going to be they are these platforms, but I'll get into that when we hit level two news. So let's go ahead and get into the article. Epic Games, the company behind the popular online multiplayer game Fortnite, has officially waited into the world of blockchain gaming by launching Blanco's Block Party on the Epic Games store. Blanco's Block Party is an NFT powered online creation game created by Mythical Games that was originally launched as an open beta in December 2020. Since it launched, well, since its launch, the Web3 game has accumulated more than 1 million users, according to Mythical Games. So, um, 
I'll stop right there and give a little bit of my opinion. I'm going to continue on, but just to give my opinion, um, this is like this has been a thing, right? For like the past year and a half, or pretty much since the pandemic, right? With crypto being more of a thing as the years go on in the news and just legally and stuff like that, and then some uh, Square Enix kind of messing with NFTs and crypto. You had a couple video game companies and developers and brands of people messing with NFTs in the video game space. And for the most part, let headlines and certain articles tell it, the gamer the gamer base, the gaming community is pretty much shunning away from NFTs and stuff like that because they just don't see or understand how that will be integrated, like how it will work, which is kind of fair, you know, because this is still kind of new. Well, this will be new to most people. Y'all know, I don't know what episode it was, but you know, only so many Americans have used crypto or even invested in crypto. So the greater population of America, North America, that is, doesn't know or really isn't into crypto. You know what I'm saying? So when crypto means gaming, you would think it'd be a dope idea. Me personally, I think it's a dope idea. But to other people, I can see how it might like rub them a certain way and they'd be like, oh no, get that out of my game or I don't want to do this. Especially when you're talking about buying something and if we're talking about cryptocurrency. So, um, you know, most people are going to have that investor mindset thinking, okay, well, will I buy it? Will I make money? Or I do, like, how do I resell it? How do I put it back on the market? Stuff like that. But, um, you know, like I say, I guess I could, I could see, I'll, that's, that's what I'll say. I could see both sides of it. And, I, and plus, you know, I can see this becoming more of a thing and then major games having NFTs or some type of blockchain related integrated technology. But let's keep going. The game studio first revealed its plans to bring the free to play title to the Epic Game Store back in June, managing to beat out Gala Games and its Western themed shooter Grit for the honor of being the first Web3 game to launch on the popular PC gaming marketplace. Blanco's Block Party was inspired by designer slash vinyl toy culture and and allows users to play and collaborate in colorful online in a colorful online world. Damn, I know y'all like, bro, you can't read and you got the crispy audio. Hold up. I know y'all like, oh boy, you messing up. <laughs> nah, bro, it's just we, you know, I run a professional show over here, you know what I'm saying? Real professional. I got a good reading voice. You know, I know y'all love the guys. Y'all love the guys' voice. And this one, this episode ain't gonna have no music. You know what I'm saying? We gotta see how it is without the music. You know, music is cool, but we gotta we gotta we gotta see how this works with no music. I know y'all be like, bruh, quit it with the music. I know y'all don't say it, but I kinda know my fan base, my player base, you know what I'm saying? That's what I call y'all my player base. Y'all, y'all my fans, y'all supporters, my players. You know what I'm saying? Y'all P1s too, y'all. Y'all do y'all's thing out here. Y'all be doing what y'all need to do. But um, I know I know what y'all be thinking. Oh, man, him and his music, bro, it has to stop. I just want to listen to you. I can't play this at work. People be like, what? People be jugging and jigging to the music. They don't even be hearing what you be saying. Well, that's... It, uh, hey, man, I'm a, I, it's layers to me, man. It's layers to me. But um, I know y'all be sitting there like... Hold up. I, I just know it, <laughs> but um, let's go ahead and get into it. NFT technology is used to represent unique items in the game, like avatar designs and accessories, which users can buy and sell through the game's marketplace. A number of well-known brands and artist partners have already signed on to be part of 
Blanco's block party by offering limited edition drops, including Burberry, Atari, and musician Dead Mouse. For interested players, it's important to note that owning an NFT is not required to play the game. The, ver the version of Blanco's Black Party that launched on the Epic Game Store is functionally identical to the playable version on the game's website. Both versions are currently, currently available in a early access state ahead of the game's full launch, which is scheduled to occur on September 28th. So that's been about a week or two months time from the point in time. And, um, you know, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? That's that's cool and dope. Now let's let me go big screen that way y'all can see me. You know what I'm saying? Let me let me go big screen. My big screen. Yeah. Oh, okay. So what do I think about this? Um, you know, cryptocurrency. The level one news is pretty much cryptocurrency. I'm gonna just tell y'all that right now. Oh shit. Um, I think I just deleted the other one. Damn. Hold up. But um, yeah, it's pretty much cryptocurrency. But. When it comes to the gaming world, right, it's, you know, like I said, it's it's a 50-50 thing, in my opinion, you know, because I think cryptocurrency and gaming will work. You have pay to earn, you know, you have play to earn. And I've been experiencing this with different modes and mediums of play to earn or gaming to earn. I've played, um, it's a card game. It's a virtual card game they have. I forgot what it was called, but. I know it was like God's something. It, it, it's God something. I don't know what it is, but it's God something. And I played it, you know, and it's, it's like a car game or strategy type game. You know, all these fantasy sci-fi-ish type of characters. Dope. Standard car game, right? And But it's on like the Ethereum blockchain or something. And you play it. And you can earn Ethereum. You can sell the... um sell your cards your in-game cards and actually make real ethereum so it, it was a dope thing it, it was real real dope but i ended up running through problems because it said like my coinbase wasn't verified or something and i was like hold up i'm like how is my coinbase not verified i buy crypto i sell whatever all the time on on, on my account and i use it, it, it and talking with the people who made the game i made a whole video about it but just to go over it again you know just to give an example of like this 50 50 uh this 50 50 thing with cryptocurrency and gaming you know i i talked to, i talked to the people and they was like well they said well coinbase said this or coinbase is saying this or your account is not a real like how is it not a real account and this is my only coinbase account like you can't dupe a coinbase account you know what i'm saying like it's impossible to like hack or not hack but uh to like dupe or make like it's just it was just weird it wasn't making no sense like how could i not have the right account or whatever but you can only make one account like per person because they ask for such specific information and it's just like bro this is stupid as shit but excuse the language for the sensitive ears but i'm like yo this is stupid as shit so with that being said that's where i see like cryptocurrency and gaming being a 50 50 thing because of like quality of life type of act just access and just dealing with uh customer service type of things right when things start to go left with the gaming experience right and it wasn't so much that oh i needed to just get my ethereum and get it out the game and lead the game or i needed to you know cause problems and make it seem like the game was worse than it is no it was just a real genuine issue that i had and what made the game 
the game really had no issues. It was just, you know, you got your archetypes and stuff like that. That was really not a problem for me. It was just the main fact that I couldn't even continue playing the game because they wanted to say my real verified crypto, not crypto, uh, Coinbase account was, was some flawed shit. And I was just sitting there like, hold up. So I knew it was some BS, but in saying that, it's a 50-50, right? Because I think crypto will be good in blockchain gaming to be good because not only can people learn about cryptocurrency more and utilize it more to their benefit, whether they want to be an investor or actually utilize the technology. Like I said, it's already here. And what I just said is an example of that. It's a duality example, but it still fact remains like it's here. It's so many apps in the Play Store, iOS Store. It's so many different applications and pages and things set up to where you can play to earn. You can play to earn. And, you know, they got Wombat.io, I think it's called. Wombat.io or just Wombat, where you can play all these different games, download games, and you earn cryptocurrency. And you can get EOS. You can get NFTs and all kinds of other stuff. And crypto is just becoming more of a thing, more of a thing as we go on. Like one of the, one of the apps I um I have on my phone or on my various yeah on my phone, um almost gave up the ghost. Hold up. Um, yeah, I got they uh, they started they just integrated cryptocurrency. So it's like you you gonna have to get hip to cryptocurrency at some point. Like at some point you are gonna have to get hip. So. You better off getting hip earlier than later, cause later is never good. Same with the stock market. You dig on you hearing people tell you to invest in this, buy this, buy this, buy that. But how many years down the line has it been that you've been hearing and people been telling you to buy this, buy this, buy this, invest in this, invest in this, invest in this, and now you want to do it when it's way when it's like the worst of times economically or whatever. Like you just you just waited too long. Don't wait too long. But with that being said, let's go ahead and get into the next thing in level one news. Once upon a time, it was my birthday. I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy me something nice. I'm going to get me some clothes. I'm going to get me something leisure. I deserve it. It's my birthday. I worked hard that year. So I go to a Burlington Gold Factory. I purchased me some clothing items. And I was satisfied. I was happy with what I got. So what I one of the things I purchased was a hoodie and it had some aesthetic on it. You know, it was a nice style, nice swag. It was my speed to my personality, etc. But time would have it that another person in the city would grab that hoodie. That's when I realized and learned that I had influence. Learned that I was a trendsetter, that people are really, really watching me. So what I decided to do, because I don't like when people take and steal swag, I rather I give you the swag, don't steal it. So what I decided to do was create my own. And from that point on, I've been going around and around and around making merch. I put out the first batch, the designs weren't that great. I put out the second batch. The designs were a little better. And now we're here. Designs, top tier. You can get this Player One shirt. You can get the Gamers Den shirt. 
plus many, many, many more designs. Player One Apparel stands for swag, style, intelligence, forward movement. That's what Player One Apparel stands for. That's what I stand for. So if that's for you, go ahead and buy some. Headline reads, Binance attempt to buy Voyager Digital's asset complicated by national security concern. So if you don't know, I kind of touched on this a little bit, and I guess it'd be cool to brush up on this as well because I had a Voyager account, right? And I know y'all like, oh, dang, you had a Voyager account, bruh. Hold up. Like, damn, bruh, you had a Voyager account? Game over. Like, it's over, man. Yeah, but I ain't really have nothing in it for real. I made the account. I did some promotional on the app, and then I was supposed to get like $10 in Bitcoin. And then the $10 in Bitcoin came, but then they said I couldn't get my $10 out. Game over. They said I couldn't get my $10 out for some apparent reason. And I just was like, you know what? F it. I just don't need this $10 in Bitcoin. And every time at the around that time when I got into that account, I was just I would just watch the, the Bitcoin dwindle away. Just slowly but surely dwindle away, dwindle away. All right, ten dollars in Bitcoin, then nine dollars, then eight dollars, then seven dollars. And I'm just sitting there like, damn, look at my money. Game over. I'm like, look at my money, man. Just 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 look at my money. Gone. And you know, it, it was what it was. And then y'all know over time. Uh, whenever I did report on this the first time, I, I was getting emails. I even made a tweet about it, and I was like, dang, Voyager going bankrupt. And it was just random as hell. You know, I mean, at least you got the the um, the um email notification because you got some type of holdings in there. But there's been people having problems getting their earnings and whatever they invested off of Voyager or uh, transferring it to a different wallet or exchange or whatever. So it, this has just been a whole thing with, with Voyager because – they filed in bankruptcy, and it's just it's it's just the whole thing. So let's go ahead and get into it. Binance's attempt to purchase crypto lender Voyager Digital's at Voyager Digital's assets through a bankruptcy auction this week has been complicated by concerns. By concerns, the U.S. government will reject the transaction, according to people familiar with the matter. Purchases of companies with U.S. operations by overseas entities are reviewed by the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States, which blocks deals it worries poses a national security risk. Under U.S. President Donald Trump, CFIUS or CFIUS, I don't, yeah, CFIUS. Hold up. I'm gonna call it CFIUS. <laughs> this is CFIUS now. Cephas took a dimmer view of takeovers by Chinese companies and his successor, Joe Biden, just this week signed an executive order, quote unquote, designed to sharpen the federal government's powers to block Chinese investment in technology in the United States and limit its access to private data on citizens. So um, just to chime in right here, you know, this is kind of important because, mind you, even if you don't live in the United States and you live somewhere else and somebody wants to purchase a company or something that's in a whole different country or even continent, I'm pretty sure protocols and things like this are in place, right? Some may be, some may be not, but I'm pretty sure things like this are in place. And it's important to have things like this in place because you don't want 
the enemy or somebody who, who you may or may not be in favor of getting the upper hand. And everybody's been uh, tripping. I bumped the mic, sorry, uh, on my headphone. Okay, so so this is what happens, right? I'm recording the way I usually record with the crispy audio. But what happens is I have to sync it up with the actual recording when I record the visual. I have to record it with the visual, sync it up with the visuals. And I have to make sure that everything is crispy, clear, ready to go. So I bumped the microphone mic. And the reason why the microphone mic is important is because if the crispy, clean audio is a no-go, all I have to rely on is the headset mic audio. And I have to, you know, like I said, I'm a professional around here. I know y'all like, hold up. I know y'all like, what is this noise? Like the mic is getting bumped. What is, I know y'all, I know, bruh, I know. But that's why y'all, now y'all know. But uh, like I was saying, protocols like this are important. As far as my opinion on Binance buying Voyager, I mean, I'm not that surprised to be honest. I mean, I don't know. I haven't looked too deep into it, but just based off what I know, I don't know what benefit Binance would have off of getting Voyager. Like maybe it would save Voyager in the long run. I don't I don't know, but I mean I don't know, man. And I'm just skimming through this article and like Voyager declined to comment for some apparent reason. So I like so this is what I'm saying, man. Like like whatever is really going on, you know, it's just I don't I don't know, man. I just think Voyager is done, bro. Like Voyager is done in my game opinion. over. Like I I really didn't trust that exchange or wallet, whatever. Anyway, it's just the fact that this is happening and now this is lingering on. It's just like, dude, give it up. Like sometimes it's, it's just better to give it up. You know what I'm saying? Plus, you know, Biden just, you know, just put out that little warning or whatever about crypto. And I'm just like, oh, my God, man, here this man go. Like, like so much stuff is happening on this man's watch, bro. And people ain't holding him accountable for it. And he just walking around all willy nilly. And I'm just sitting here like, hold up. I'm like, dude, I was like, I'm just like, bro, crypto should be the last thing you worried about. It's a lot of bullshit going on right now. And you want to sit here and be talking about like, just, just nah, man, just, just nah, bro. Just, just nah, bro. This ain't it. It ain't it. But uh, let's keep going into the article, right? In the Voyager auction, Binance has been asked to add money on top of his bid as insurance in the event of C of a CFUS review, which could delay an acquisition, according to one of the people familiar with the matter. See, and that's exactly what I was kind of saying, right? Like, what would be the point in buying Voyager? Like, I don't get it. If y'all if Binance is being asked to add money on top of the bid. That's kind of dumb. Like, 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 why would you ask me to put more money down? Like, see, this, this is reminding me of credit and debit, right? I understand credit, right? I understand credit is something the world uses, Americans use, we Americans use, and stuff like that. And everybody in the world has their own type of credit system or, or monetary system, uh, currency system. You know, I, I get it, right? But this is what I hate about credit. I learned about credit in middle school, right? And in middle school, it was kind of abrupt. Like, I don't know how they did it. I don't know how the school did it, but shout out to them. 
they got some people, whether they worked for a bank or whatever, but they knew about credit and debit. And they got some people to teach some of us about credit and debit. But I guess the people only had so much amount of time to where they can only do it for like maybe an hour, hour and a half. So everybody in the school didn't really get to get taught about credit and debit. So if you was able to get it, get that info, you got it. And I was actually lucky enough when I, yeah, I was really lucky enough to get this information. So they was teaching us, they was going down credit, debit, you know, telling us in the classroom, blah, 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 blah. Then they put us in groups. They put us in groups. So I grouped up with, with the homies, right? Grouped up with the homie. And I told them, we not doing credit. Hold up. Hey. I was like, uh-uh, we ain't doing credit. I was like, because if I was like, because I don't like buying shit and then getting the bill talking about, all right, pay for this stuff you just bought. Like, what you mean? I just bought it. And then I'll be feeling, you know, and then I'll just be like, dang, did this stuff just blow up in my face? All right, man, when it all blows up in your face, I don't want to hear about it. But it's really, you know, I, but like I said, I get it. But I just took advantage of being a kid at the time being a preteen and stuff like that, I was like, well, there's really no real world repercussions. So in this in this exercise, we'll do debit because, all right, I'm good with money. We all good with money. The one homie was of Asian descent. So, you know, they good with money. Hold up. And, um, you know, everything worked out good and perfect as an adult. Yeah, let me go ahead and build up my credit. That way, if I need a loan, I can get one. If I need to get approved for something, it's not an issue, right? Credit is very important. But it just that right there just reminded me of that because usually when you use your credit, you buy whatever with the credit and then you get the bill and then you got to pay the bill. And I'm just like, bruh, I don't, it's dumb as hell. If I bought it, I bought it. I don't want to buy it and then I don't want to get reminded that I got to actually pay the money back. Like, what you mean? I got to like, like it, it's it's just dumb as hell. Like, it, it's it's literally just dumb as hell to me. And it don't make no sense. I'm just the type of person that I just buy it. Like, I just buy it outright and own it. Like, let me just buy it. It's like it's like with these rappers be getting insurance on their jewelry and all that. It's like, like, why would you pay insurance on your jewelry, bro? Why? Just get two of the fucking chain and leave it at that. If one get robbed, if you get your chain snatched, F it. You got another one at the house somewhere. I'm not about to sit here and be paying X amounts of money on in to to have my to have to just have my chain insured and then they just make me another one. What? That is a waste of time and a waste of money. Don't insure my chain. Quit insuring your chains, bro. Just buy two of them and call it quits, bro. Cause now you dishing away extra money. And I like money. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just a Mr. Krabs type of person, man. I know y'all like, bro, what the hell? Hold up. But no, man, for real, I'm, I'm Mr. Krabs for real, man. I need, I want every penny. I want every dime. Uh-uh. I want every penny and dime. But we got a quote here, so let's go ahead and get into it. Binance has made investments into countless American companies, both directly and through Binance Labs. Binance has never been the subject of an inquir inquiry officially or unofficially by Cephas. Binance is a Canadian company owned wholly by a Canadian citizen. The xenophobia underlying the very nature of us receiving is of us receiving. See, see these brackets, bro. Take these brackets off. You didn't fucked and butch the whole. 
excuse the language for the sensitive ears, but oh my God, these people who be writing these articles, man, I understand y'all getting paid money, money, money. I'm trying to get one of these jobs too, but Jesus Christ, bro, stop with the brackets. You, you broke the sentence and it didn't need to be broke like that. It's supposed to go. The xenophobia underlying the very nature of us receiving a question about Cephas concerns is almost as shocking as the violation of confidentiality. End quote. Represented by information leaking from the bankruptcy auction. See, so when it says about Cephas concerns, question that not, that's not a question mark. That's a comma right there is almost as shocking as the violation of confidentiality, period. Why do you people do this, man? I, I swear, bro. I swear, you know, they, they tell you in school and when you're growing up, hold on, we, we, we going big screen, man. Where my screen at? I'm going big screen. So, you know, in school, they tell you all you really need to know is math and like science or some some ish. I don't know. They say you really don't need a lot of stuff when you uh, when you go to school and when you learn in school, you don't really need to pay attention to too much. You just need to know math and know how to write, basically. Um, Y'all don't know how to write. Hold up. Y'all don't know how to write. Y'all don't know how to use punctuation. And maybe I'll just be tweaking. I don't know. But I'll just be thinking this stuff is is regularly cool. Like, why? Because usually things that are in brackets or in parentheses, you don't read. They just describe something or highlight something that is not a part of the original sentence because it didn't make the sentence too long. So... That's why y'all be like, dang, bro, this dude be giving a master class on grammar and and punctuation and stuff. I be learning while I listen to the pod, but he be sitting there cussing these article dudes out. And then, you know, it just game be, over. Just be game over for them. I'm just telling you, bro. Like, I, I, I'm just telling you, man, I, this is ridiculous. Like, why y'all be doing this, bro? Why y'all be doing this, man? Y'all making it harder for me. Pause. Like, come on, bro. All I'm doing is looking at it like where like what are these brackets doing here? Jesus fucking Christ, dude. <laughs> Excuse the language for the sensitive ears. But uh nonetheless, man, yeah, they it's a lot of stuff going on right now with Voyager, Binance buying them. Um yeah, bro. I don't I don't know why they trying to buy them still. I just have to look more into that. Then we'll talk more in detail and more in depth. And y'all know I really be getting in depth and I be pulling up my actual factuals. You know, it's just this is something I'm skimming and, you know, it's like, all right, well, we could we could skim. We could do this. We could do that. And uh, it is what it is. But that's going to do it for level one news. If you made it this far, I appreciate you. If you're on the visual aspect and you're on the visual form, make sure you hit the like button and subscribe to the page. And if you listen in on the audio, make sure you rate five star support, like and all that. And don't forget, if you want to monetarily support Links in the description for that. And, um, yep. And on the RSS page, you can uh, pick your option there as well. So, let's get into level two news. Or the main topic. So the main topic 
we're going to move over from tech and crypto and stuff. We're going to move over to gaming and content creation, right? Video game news, tech news, and a little bit of everything else. Now, this is going to be important, especially going forward as a content creator and just tech in, the gen in general, right? Because things are going to be changing. And you already know license wars is going on, too. So with license wars going on, you got to understand that things are going to be changing and it's going to be a battle. So things might not might not change as fast or you may or may not be missing out based on where your allegiance where your allegiance lies at. So let's go ahead and get into it. Make sure I'm uh, I'm screened up All right, I'm screened up. Headline reads Microsoft Activision acquisition expected to face deeper investigations in the UK EU. So if you don't know, Microsoft, you know, they're trying to buy Activision Blizzard and stuff like that. But the situation as far as in the UK and the EU is little of a halt over there because they don't want Microsoft to have an unfair advantage of power. And I went over this previously and or I've been keeping up with this for the past few episodes. Um, and we have an update on it here. And just to recap, everybody, if you don't know, know, know by now, Microsoft is going to buy or in the process of buying Activision Blizzard for $70 billion. So I know y'all like, hold up. Yes, $70 billion. That's a lot of money. But with that being said, um, what what is these called? The, yeah, the Competition and Markets Authority over there in the UK, they kind of investigating this whole deal because... They don't want Microsoft to have an unfair advantage. And then it came out that uh, the deal that Microsoft was going to give Sony with uh, Call of Duty wasn't was it? They was going to have like three years of Call of Duty on PlayStation. And then I guess uh, Microsoft Xbox exclusive, which is trash. And I agree with Sony in the sense that, yeah, that's that's not fair to the gamers because Call of Duty is just such of a big game. It's a stupendously big game. People have been playing this game for 5, 10, 20, 15 years, however long, and it's been on all platforms. All platforms, uh, cross-platform, cross-play. Like, it's, it's a staple game in the gaming industry, not just one console. This isn't Halo or Gears of War, bro. This is Call of Duty. So when you're talking about Call of Duty, you take Call of Duty away from everybody, you... Everybody not going to buy an Xbox. Like, we got to be real here. Everybody is not going to buy an Xbox just to play Call of Duty. Some people might. But at this point, we, we talking about cost efficiency and, and things being cost effective. You really going to buy a six $700 box to play, to play one game? And then, mind you, it's Call of Duty, so you're going to be paying top dollar. So we're talking about $60, $70. So now... If the box is $600, you're basically paying $700. If the box is $500, you're basically paying $600. If the box is basically $600, $700, so on and so on and so on. Just to play one game. And then the Xbox controller still take batteries. Like, bruh. Game over. Like, that's just dumb as hell. Why does the battery still... Like, see, I could go on about a lot of problems with Microsoft and the Xbox, but that's not what this is, right? That's just It's just not what this is. So let's go ahead and get into this article. Microsoft's $70 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard is expected to be investigated extensively by both the UK and EU regulators. Earlier this month, the UK's Competition and Markets Authority recommended 
recommended it begin a second phase investigation into impact of the deal, concerned that Microsoft's ownership of Activision Blizzard would, quote unquote, result in substantial lessening of competition within the market or markets in the United Kingdom. Microsoft was given five business days to supply evidence that would allay these concerns, but the Financial Times reports it has opted not to do so. Sources familiar with this situation told the FT, uh, I guess Financial Times, that Microsoft believed there were no obvious commitments it could make that the CMA would be likely to accept. Okay, so stop right there. They pretty much said, yeah, there's nothing we could, we could present to you that you're going to accept. Like, there, there's no way... They, 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 if that's the truth, they pretty much just said, hey, look, it's no way around it, bro. We could do what we could, we could abide, but what we're going to present, you're not like, they already know, like what we want to do and what we'll come up with for a deal or whatever it is, it's not going to happen. And this has been seen with what Sony has come out and said, and people over there at Sony has said about the deal, you know, only getting Call of Duty for three years. Like, that's not, that's not it. So I can only imagine what the hell they would have been like, hey, bro, uh, all right, well, we could do this. or Yeah, they probably would have been some lowball number two. It probably would have been some dumb shit. But uh, excuse the language for the sensitive ears. But the whole thing is, I mean, at this point, with that being said, I think that's Microsoft's whole angle. Like, look, bro, we about to bogart this shit. But, I mean, I don't, like, how many times do I personally, Dev the Gamer, the guy himself, have to sit here and go and break down the Xbox Game Pass model and the Game Pass in itself and just how fucking trash it is. Like, just today, I saw a headline in an article saying more games was leaving Game Pass. I'm just sitting here like, bro, this is dumb. Game over. This is dumb. Like, who would pay for some shit like this? Why would you pay for some shit like this? This is literally fucking dumb. Excuse the language for the sensitive ears, but it's just fucking dumb. But continuing on in the article, as such... An in-depth investigation is expected to start this week. The, uh, the sources also expected a similar, expect a similar situation with regulators in the European Union. Both Activision and Xbox have been in pre-notification talks with regulators in Brussels since January, with Microsoft expected to officially file its case in the coming weeks. People familiar with the process expect regulators to carry out a more scrutinous investigation due to its size and potential impact. Quote unquote, if it's a big deal, a difficult deal, it needs an extensive investigation. Okay, well, we're talking about $70 billion, bruh. This is a big deal, and it probably is difficult. And it probably does, and it does need extensive investigation. There is no, it's a, it's a big deal, difficult deal. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Don't, it ain't no if. Ain't no if about this. It's a big deal, a difficult deal. It needs an extensive, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for anybody out there who thinking no, it don't, or you just one of them Microsoft fanboys, them Sony fanboys, and you just beat your meat to your Xbox all goddamn day, no, bro. This needs deals. Call of Duty belongs to every gamer, everybody. Hell, even the Nintendo people. I know y'all like what the Nintendo people. Yes, even the Nintendo people. Everybody deserves Call of Duty, bro. Like, it's it's just one of those games. It's too big. It's too big. That's like if Tetris or Pac-Man became exclusive. Like, bro, you know how many boomers would be mad? You know how many Gen Xers and boomers would be mad 
because Pac-Man and Tetris is exclusive to like a platform. They'd be like, bro, are you serious? Like, like they'd just be like, bro, are you serious? I have to buy a, a Xbox to play Pac-Man and Tetris. Like it, it'd just be dumb as hell, bro. It, it's, it's just dumb. But let's keep on going. One point of contention remains the implications for Xbox's main rival, Sony, especially with the possibility of making Call of Duty one of the biggest games. One of listen, 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 just listen. One of the biggest games franchises in the world. Game over. The world, Craig. Top flight security of the world, Craig. One of the biggest gaming franchises in the world, Craig. And and Microsoft, y'all want it to be just whole exclusive. Like 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 what what's going on here, bro? Xbox has repeatedly assured it will not do this, at least not in the short term, with Xbox Phil Spencer recently revealing the company was making an agreement to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation for quote unquote several more years. Okay, so this is news that's already been out and stuff like that and that's just kind of a refresher just to catch some people up and just the you know like i said is dumb and this is where we at right now you know with they saying oh they would have had it three years and it's like bro that's not a good deal for for the people you know what i'm saying and it's, and it's just not and, and it's just not okay so we have an update Sony has responded to the CMA's decision to further investigate the acquisition and says it, quote unquote, welcomes the announcement. And we have more quotes here, quote unquote. By giving Microsoft control of Activision games like Call of Duty, this deal would have major negative implications for gamers and the future of the gaming industry. We want to guarantee PlayStation gamers continue to have the highest quality gaming experience, and we appreciate the CMA's focus on protecting gamers. End quote. Reading the last little bit of the article here, Microsoft has responded to Sony's comment regarding the shooter franchise in a statement to us. A spokesperson said it makes zero business sense for Microsoft to remove Call of Duty from PlayStation, giving given its market leading console position. Okay, okay, it makes zero sense, right? So, spokesperson, whoever you are, it makes zero sense. To not have Call of Duty on PlayStation. But it makes sense to have Call of Duty only on PlayStation for three years. Hold up. Sounds counterproductive to me. Sounds very counterproductive to me. So how so what are y'all planning to do? I mean, listen, if you just go on Bogard and take your position now, take your position now. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to do that, take your position now. It's just be like, look, we're going to make it exclusive and add it to our list of exclusives. And we're going to claim the greatest gaming console ever, even though our trash box is trash. Now, with that being said, I'm not surprised Sony is sitting here backing up the CMA. Mainly because, I mean, it's a money, it's a money play here. And just because it's a gamer thing, like you can't like y'all got to understand something. when you have games like Call of Duty and they hit like this to the masses. And this is one of the top game franchises in the world. 
This is something you have to make accessible to everybody. It's like drinking water. It's like breathing. It's like having clothes, bro. Everybody has to have it. As, as far as gaming goes, it's just too big. It's too big. It's too lucrative of a game, lucrative of a business. It's just way too big. And in my opinion, Microsoft, if you just want to make it have it exclusive, just say, yeah, we're going to have it exclusive because y'all told the CMA from what this uh, from what the article said, y'all told the CMA, hold on, man, let me go big screen. My big screen. No, I'm not. Y'all told the CMA, look, it ain't nothing we can show you or tell you that's going to be like, hey, um, yeah, y'all like this deal? Are you like this setup? Are you like this? You like that? No, nah, because everybody's just looking at you right now like, hold up. Ain't nobody believing a word that's coming out your mouth. Ain't nobody believing ish y'all talking about. Y'all about to spend 70 big ones on Activision Blizzard. Inherit all of what they got going on. Like, trust me. I've been, and mind y'all, I've been dodging the, the sexual misconduct case and stuff like that. Like, I spoke on it one time with Activision Blizzard. But then once it started popping up some more, I just avoided it because I didn't want to keep talking about it. And I didn't want to keep you know, reminding the world of that. And then, you know, it might be women who listening to this and they might get disgusted and they don't want to keep hearing about that. And they're going to be like, Ugh, I don't want to hear about that. Oh, that's how they treat people. Oh, they nasty. Like, like don't nobody want to hear that, bro. All the time. You know what I'm saying? Don't nobody want to hear that. So I, I don't, I didn't want to talk about that, but that's just something they're going to inherit. And you talking about 70 billion, you know, Activision Blizzard. They got a, a nice little cat. They got a nice catalog on them. They, they, they put in their work, you know, so when it's just all said and done, man, it's just like at this point, just say what you're trying to do or just make it seem like that because it's obvious to see. <clears throat> Excuse me, not the burp. It's obvious to see. Y'all just want it and y'all want to make it exclusive. And y'all not going to cut a fair enough deal to anybody on the other end. That way it could be available to the masses. And you probably figure if. You have Call of Duty and you make it exclusive. The Xbox player base will go up. Everybody will go over there. And that may or may not in turn put up points on the board and or push you into the forefront of the leading console for the first time in, I don't know, never. (laughs) The first time in never. over. Just never. (laughs) Like like Microsoft, man. Y'all bold. I'll say that y'all are bold as far as when it comes to the Xbox. So I know you Microsoft people be listening to me. Oh, he's talking shit about me. Why he talking shit about me? Don't be talking shit about me. Bro, relax. I'm just talking about the Xbox specifically. As far as your PCs, computers, phones, that's a whole different conversation. I do and don't like some of that stuff. But as far as this Xbox go, oh, yeah, you going to hear this shit. You gonna hear me, and I'm gonna be sitting here going like this. Look, fuck you, fuck the plane you flew in on, fuck them shoes, fuck those socks with the bell on it, fuck your gay ass fairy faggot accent, fuck them cheap ass cigars, fuck your yuck mouth teeth, fuck your hairpiece, fuck your chocolate, fuck Guy Ritchie, fuck Prince William, fuck yeah. the Queen. Period. When it comes to that dang old Xbox. <laughs> Alright, so, um. Let's go ahead and move into the last thing here in the level two news, the main topic. So YouTube, man, YouTube, 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 
Like, I don't know whether to be, I don't know how to feel about this, to be honest, because I know it's not YouTube's fault, right? And YouTube has kind of been in this peculiar position where like they kind of behind the eight ball a little bit. And it's like, or just like you ever play pool for my people who've been playing pool and nine ball, right? I like pool, but I don't get to play it as much. But you know what I'm saying? So I'm, 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 I'm not that good at it. But at the same time, you know, I know how to play it. I had a pool table as a teenager. I used to have a little pool table in the crib. No, I never grew up rich. So before everybody, uh-uh. Hold up. No, 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 no. When I say mini pool table, I mean mini pool table, mini everything. And I ain't talking about the little mini ones you go to get from the toy aisle at Target. This thing had legs and it took up space. It's just outside of that, I never really got to to do anything outside of that but um nonetheless for all my for all my nine ball eight ball people all my pool all my billiards people you know how you get that peculiar angle and you kind of behind the eight ball but you not or you just at that peculiar angle where it's like you damned if you do damned if you don't there's no way you can kind of avoid the eight ball that's how youtube is right now like google and youtube when it comes to this youtube ip they they kind of in this weird position where it's like they not behind the eight ball, but they behind the eight ball or it's just weird. Right. Because we're going to be talking about content creation. So if you're a content creator, your ears need to be perked up. If you want to just put out content, your ears need to be perked up. Right. So let's just go ahead and get into it. Am I screened up? We screened up. Headline reads. YouTube is turning on the money holes for shorts and taking on TikTok for real. That's what the headline reads. Now, if you know, you know, which everybody should at this point, YouTube has shorts or reels or whatever, right? So they added this in onto the website, onto the platform. So now you can upload videos like TikToks. So most people just upload their TikToks on the YouTube too and get monetized and stuff like that. And they mentioned money in the headline, right? Money holes, monetization is how YouTube wins and YouTube knows it. Of course, YouTube knows that. But what we're going to get into is highly important because short form content has just been widely popular for the last handful of years now. And it's becoming more popular. But this also means in turn, people's attention span is getting shorter. So nobody is going to dare listen to anybody talk like me or listen to a podcast. They're going to be like, hold up. Or, 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 you know, are you just going like, but Dev, you just lied though, because podcast is at an all time high. Yeah, right now, podcast is at an all time high, but not every podcast is going to last. Not every podcast is going to make it in the next five to 10 years. Not every podcast is going to have people who put, put they all into it. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to be too many Joe Rogans and Joe Buttons and whoever else is up there at the top. Like it's it's not gonna be too many of these people where they're gonna keep they're gonna keep it going and keep it going to keep it going whether they making money or not. This is a craft. This is a whole thing. And content creation is the same thing. It's a craft. It's an art. It's a it's a whole thing. Like you really got to be dedicated to this whether this stuff is working or not. If you really want to do this, and y'all know I give y'all the tips and tricks and I let y'all know all the time. So I'm just I'm gonna just put that out there. So let's go ahead and get into it. In its ongoing battle with TikTok for vertical video supremacy, 
YouTube is about to play its most valuable card. It's getting ready to turn on aggressive monetization for shorts. It's short form vertical video format and promising to help millions of creators make money on the platform. Starting early next year, shorts will be part of the YouTube partner program, meaning those who qualify can start getting a share of the ad money generated in shorts. YouTube is also making it easier for creators who don't qualify for the program to make money through tips, subscription, subscriptions, and merch sales. The goal is to offer more and better monetization options than TikTok and potentially win over many of the creators flocking to the rival platform. The announcement comes about 18 months after the original launch of Shorts and a year after YouTube's chief product officer promised a quote-unquote long-term monetization project. Shorts appear to be growing fast. YouTube's vice president of creator products says the feature is seeing 30 billion views a day and 1.5 billion people are viewing them every month. Hold up. That's a lot of people, bro. That's a lot of people. Shorts can often still feel like a TikTok clone, though, and it certainly hasn't hit TikTok's level of cultural cachet. But what TikTok drives in culture, YouTube drives in revenue. So before we continue on, uh, what did it say up here? It said they were going to uh, add shorts to the YouTube uh, partner program. So that's cool. That's cool, you know, people making money off their shorts. I mean, I think people have been making money off their shorts anyway, but I guess this is just going to bunch it up. But here's where, but here's the here's the kicker, right? It also says for people who don't qualify for the, the program. So what that mean, I personally, right, because y'all got to subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash DevTheGamer. You will you see that black animated uh the brown slash black animated character with glasses and in the jogging suit on? That's the one. Subscribe. Um when you when so that would mean I would be able to I guess via tip subscription and merch sales. I guess I think the merch sales would just be like something integrated. So like they'll probably just change the requirements to integrate your um not spread shirt, but spring tea or something like that. They just change the integration for that and probably just make anybody be able to up um, integrate they they uh, merch store with the YouTube channel and then people can get paid like that. So I could essentially link the merch in theory, right? Because this is all in theory until proven. So in theory, with uh, merch sales, I'm thinking there may be a way they might change it to where I can link my spring tea and then y'all can get the merch while on the YouTube channel and I won't have to. Uh, well, I have to promote it verbally as much, but I may be able to ease up on it just to ease a little bit. So, mind you, 30 billion views a day and 1.5 billion people, that's a that's a large audience. That's a lot of people. So, you definitely should be putting your shorts on YouTube as well as TikTok. So, let's keep on going because here's the kicker. Reading the article. Until now, YouTube has monetized shorts in small ways creator funds, shopping, and tips. Those are similar to ways TikTok and Instagram monetize their own vertical video, and many creators feel they're not enough. Hank Green summed creator funds up pretty well, saying he hates them. <laughs> Hold up. Well, damn. Excuse the language for the sensitive ears. What Green and others want is the standard YouTube model in which YouTube keeps 45% of all revenue generated by creators' videos, and creators get 
55%. Hold up. That revenue share has turned YouTube into, into a career for lots of creators. And while YouTubers have their issues with the platform, that split has tended to work. Quote unquote. The moment YouTube launches its monetization product for shorts has to be soon. Okay. What else? Shorts isn't quite getting the full YouTube deal, though. The platform is flipping its percentages, keeping 55% of revenue for itself and giving 45% to creators. Hold up. Hanif explains that part of that extra money will go to paying for the music used on the platform so that creators can use anything in the library without worrying about rights. Either way, YouTube think, thinks it's a better deal than creators, then creators are getting just about anywhere else. Wow. Wow, bro. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold up. I hit the mic again. Hold up. Damn, I'm hitting all the mics. I'm hitting all the mics. I'm fucking up. Excuse the language for the sensitive ears. So he so the standard YouTube model, YouTube keeps 45% of all revenue generated by creators' videos, and us the creators get 55%. But they're gonna re-rock it for the shorts and flip it to where they keep 55% and you get 45%. So, I mean, I guess that equals out to 100% some type of cutout way. But, I mean, ah, oh, man, that's wild, bro. That is wild. All right. So, let's keep going. YouTube's also trying to make it easier for creators to monetize on the platform. Hold up. I told y'all. What did I tell y'all? I told y'all the threshold is too high, especially for new people is too high. See, I'm dedicated to this. I'm true to this, not new to this. And plus, I'm, I extend across all mediums and modes. Uh, so, you know, I'm podcasted. I, I, I do this, right? So I know where to go. And then I'm working on stuff to help everybody out, whether if they want to just upload their content on multiple play, places or just things like that. I'm working on stuff behind the scenes. So definitely tap in with me and follow me on my pages to keep up with me because once I start dropping that stuff and once I start putting it out and make sure you listen to the show too. Once I start putting this information out and putting it out, you're going to want to stay tapped in. You're going to want to get this. You're going to want to tap into this knowledge and this information I'm going to be kicking because it's going to be a game changer, especially with, with it being confirmed right here. Like I say, in theory, if this is to be true, which as far as this sentence is definitely true. YouTube's also trying to make it easier for creators to, to monetize on the platform, especially those who haven't yet hit the bar 1,000 subscribers and either 10 million short, shorts views in the last 90 days or 4,000 long form watch hours overall. Hold up. Like the shorts thing, that could easily be hit. But for like, bruh. The threshold was it's just up way too high for new people. If I had to start from zero today, I would be so discouraged. I would be so discouraged to start a YouTube channel today because the threshold is so damn high. It's just so damn high, bro. Like you'll be grinding forever. Now, granted, you could do ways you could probably pay your way to the top like some people probably do. And you could do the gimmicky content and all that because people is just gullible out here. So they'll believe anything. But 
Uh, that's just not me, man. It's just not me. So continuing the article, the company is introducing a new tier through which creators can get to features like the super thanks tipping option and paid channel memberships without being part of the ad program. Hanif won't say the exact requirements for that tier, except that it would be much lower than the existing ones, quote unquote. And so a lot of creators earlier in their careers who would have taken a little bit longer to join the program will be able to join much earlier and start getting a paycheck much sooner than they were in the past. OK, so that's cool. So this mean on my channel, I can now upload special content for members. So this could be certain reviews or certain gameplay videos certain walkthroughs certain whatever you know what i'm saying maybe even just member live streams if i get live streams popping up and all right cool you know what i'm saying like that'd be dope like that that would that would be dope i'm liking what i'm hearing so far continuing on here with with traditional youtube videos long form youtube the ad model is fairly straightforward. Users click on the video, they watch an ad before or during the video, and creators get a chunk of the revenue from that ad view. There's no question of who generated the ad view or who gets the money. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. The model is simple-ish. Take all the videos you watch, put the ad revenue. Okay, yeah, now it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Um, let's see. Okay, yeah, they just getting into a more bibble-babble, blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, now they getting into a bunch of stuff that's like, oh... Yeah, it's um Yeah, it's crazy then they get into how much they pay people. So ultimately YouTube is saying it's paid creators more than fifty billion dollars over the last three years. So that's a lot of money. Fifty billion dollars. If they continue with the model, or if by in theory, if they put out these models that we read about and heard today, then um they'll be making more than that over the next three years. Definitely be making more than that. And mind y'all, if you not hip to Stadia, you you missing out. It's an easy like like oh man, it's y'all missing out, bro. Use Stadia to make your gaming content for sure. Like like use it to make your gaming content. Trust me. So, if anything, I'm excited for I'm excited for this new monetization model just to see what it'll really be like in theory. Because like I said, that threshold is just too high. And if I was a brand new content creator or just not starting my YouTube channel today, I would uh. I would feel mighty discouraged and feel like the road is too long to walk. You know, a thousand subscribers, 4,000 hour uh, watch time hours all together. Like, that's just, it's just too much, man. That's just too much. Like, doing 10 million shorts views in 90 days, that's easy. That's easy. The attention span of people is mad short. So, 15 seconds to a minute, yeah, you could get that gone in and out real quick. Like, 90 days or less that that should be very very easy especially if you stay consistent with it especially if you stay consistent so make sure i'm big screened up or i'm big screened up all right so that's gonna lead us into the next thing with youtube so kind of some more updates to the youtube platform you know what i'm saying and we just gonna go ahead and get right into it make sure i'm screened up all right i'm screened up headline reads YouTube reveals new live content layout for channels to rival Twitch. YouTube gaming partner manager, YouTube gaming partner manager, partner manager. Hold up. Hey. How you a partner and a manager? That's crazy. 
has revealed a new layout for channel pages that will put more emphasis on live content throughout the platform. Over the last few years, YouTube Gaming has continued to grow into a platform that rivals Twitch for live streaming. They've acquired a plethora of big name talent and more. Uh, I'm not reading no names. On September 15th, YouTube Gaming partner... Oh my God. <laughs> if I'm a partner, I'm not a manager, bro. That's somebody else's job. But uh, he revealed highly requested updates to channel pages that will start rolling out on the platform. So this was in the form of a tweet, and I have it up on the screen right now if you are watching on the visual. If you are listening, I'm just going to tell you what it is. So in the tweet, he took a screenshot of what would be a YouTube page. So say you go on your YouTube page, and then you know how the tabs are at the top, and it says home, videos, playlist, community, et cetera, et cetera. So in this is going to be, um, you know, home videos, uh, live stream shorts, stuff like that. And here it says live will appear next to shorts if your channel has live content. So I'm so I'm guessing and assuming that would be when you're live, it'll be up in that section and all your live streams will be specified in identified in that section so that's cool man so talking about all of these youtube um these youtube updates and things it sound good right it it sound good and that's and that's what you got to keep in mind this stuff sounds good you know it's if it's yet to be proven but um yeah man youtube they definitely have to change some stuff because at the end of the day even if you do go to a different platform or whatever, YouTube is one of the biggest video hosting, video watching platforms in the world. YouTube commands a lot of attention and demands a lot of attention just because this is the primary source of videos and entertainment that most people watch. Now, mind you, I'm saying most people. So you're not going to catch a lot of people going to Rumble, a lot of people going to Hideout, a lot of people going whatever. Granted, for content creators, the monetization splits and it may or may not be in their favor. You know what I'm saying? So they just primarily build on YouTube, no matter what changes happen, because YouTube is just that big. It goes back to the Call of Duty conversation where it's where Call of Duty is just so big. YouTube is the same. YouTube is so big now. Like, even if it's going to take you 100 years, you still going to upload because you're not going to get as much exposure as you would on a different platform than you would YouTube. Even if the money is getting divvied up and paid out better, it's just not going to work. So for any content creator. I would say this. You have to. Be true to it, not new to it. I mean, you obviously you're going to be new to it at some point, but definitely be true to it if this is what you're going to do. And understand that with these new updates coming to YouTube, as far as like that, this monetization model and stuff like that, stick with it. The new monetization model, if it comes out true to be that, it'll definitely help me on my YouTube. And then I'd be able to, you know, monetize that page a little bit because how I'm setting up stuff now and how I'm shifting stuff. I'm shifting everything over to where I'll get paid for my content when y'all watch it and when y'all actually decide to want to monetarily uh, support my content, my podcast channel, all of that. You know what I'm saying? I put a lot of work into my content. Like just this, just uh, just this day, today recording this episode, 
I put in a lot of work getting a lot of more gaming content for everybody. I, I recorded so much and some of it is going to have to be uploaded on other platforms because, excuse me, because it, I put music on it and they even mentioned it in the article where YouTube, you know, they well, they're going to flip the, the uh, monetization with the shorts where they take 55% and you take 45 because they got to cover the cost of music. So what's going to happen is they're going to be paying the labels. They're going to be paying independent artists. They're going to be paying people for licenses. And this is going to go into the license war. So you see, your boy, I got you, man. I got you. The license wars is happening on a lot of different fronts. And I've been hearing that, you know, Google, YouTube, they're going to be like the biggest label, quote unquote, which is seeming to be so. You know what I'm saying? People upload their music on YouTube. People upload their videos on YouTube. People upload short films on YouTube. They People do a lot. People make a lot of content in a lot of different genres. So what you got to understand is, is if you're a content creator, it's seeming like the pressure is going to be eased up a little bit as far as the threshold, which is a good thing, man, which, which is a good thing, honestly. But how it actually in reality plays out is yet to be seen. You know what I'm saying? And it won't hurt to spread yourself on other platforms as well. You know, you got to maximize on your profits. So if you're a content creator, upload on YouTube, upload on Rumble, upload on other places. You might not be able to upload all your stuff and keep up with it because it is draining. But, you know, upload on there. Put a couple up there at a time, a couple episodes or a couple clips, a couple whatever at a time, you know, and just generate that stuff and stay consistent with it. You know, I, I just, you know, just the other day I was talking to my folk. And I was telling them because, you know, we was having a conversation and the conversation led to, um, you know, they ended up saying every time I just that phrase. Right. Every time I and then it dawned on me right then and there. And I was like, hey, look, that's the problem right there. And I was like, what you mean? I was like, every time I every time I most people would think every time I inconsistency is the same thing. It's not every time I is when you start and stop something. Right. So you pick up something, you try it, it does or does not work, you put it down, you move on, and then it's two days, two weeks, two years later, you pick it up, try it, whatever, and then you do the same thing you did the first time. That's every time I. Every time I, you start, stop, start, stop. Consistency is where you continue to go, continue to go, continue to go. You do this every day. You do this every year. You do this every month without fail. And you start to gain more over time, gain more over time, gain more over time. And the more you accumulate over time, the more you're going to have because you never stopped. You just kept going, kept going, kept going. And this could be applied to working out, content creation, faith, whatever, whatever you want to apply that to. And that's the thing with content creation. If you just keep going on YouTube, you keep going sooner or later, it may or may not work. But at some point, you got to get serious about this and realize what of your content is or isn't working. You got to do a little bit of experimentation. You got to do a lot of things, you know. So, you know, I'm, you know, so this YouTube news, I'm definitely looking forward to see what's going to happen with the YouTube platform in, uh, in 2023. All my content creators out there and inspiring content creators out there, definitely be on the lookout for this and keep it going, man. Let it let the world give up on you. Just don't give up on yourself. You know what I'm saying? And that's going to do it for this episode of the Gamers Den. If you made it to the end, I appreciate you. I appreciate you for sure. And, um, you know, hit that like button if you're on the visuals. Hit the five star rating if you're on the audio. 
all of that support. If you want to monetarily support, go on the RSS page. And you know what I'm saying? The ways you can support monetarily are there as well. If you cannot monetarily support at this point in time, liking and subscribing, just your view, your listen is always appreciated. And I highly appreciate it. And I got that crispy audio, boy. Got that crispy audio, you know what I'm saying? We crispy audio, for sure, for sure. And just because, you know, I want to give some motivation out to y'all, some inspiration and motivation out to all my content creators and just the world right now, we're going um, to head out with this new Black Smurf. Shout out to Black Smurf, man. Been, been a fan, man. Been rocking with you for a hot, for a hot, hot minute. I know you know, man. It is what it is. We we don't we ain't gotta say much. We just hustle up, you know what I'm talking about. So I'ma catch y'all next time, man. We gonna leave out with this black smurf. Let's go. My bad, I messed up, I messed up. <laughs>
shit pretty sad, sir. How you gon' keep up with me? You ain't got no bag, sir. How you gon' take care of her? You ain't got no plans, sir. I think she too much for you. You think you can have her? I do what you can't, uh huh. Does that make you mad, sir? Do I think she bad, uh huh? I just like to gas her. Asking why she fuck with me? Cause I know myself worth. Be screaming money over bitches, then be acting extra. Why she won't pick up for you? Cause you don't respect her. Money don't mean shit to her. Get that on the all, sir. Heard you flick some rentals. Hold on, you ain't got your all, sir. Wanna know why you where you at? Cause you moving wrong, sir. What you flexing right now? I just spit that on cologne, sir. Ain't got no handout on. Got hair on my own, sir. Y'all be off the perch too much. Find some self-control, sir. Y'all be chasing hoes too much. Need some better go, sir. Should I scratch my other branch and leave you in the cold, sir? I call me slime, y'all. Cause we moving grown, sir. Don't be on that kitty shit. We two on the road, sir. Yeah, we two on the walk right now. Come well, care with your own, sir. I move on my team for real. Yeah, I step on my own, sir. You know you can't hang with us, uh-uh. So move along, sir. Your face don't compare to us, uh-uh. So hit the road, sir. Don't even get an ass already. Know what's going on, sir. Getting it out the mud. I'll wait forever in that mold, sir. I can't fold people on. They be moving backwards. He don't want to do no better. That shit pretty sad, sir. How you gonna keep up with me? He ain't got no bad, sir. I do what you can't, uh-huh. Does that make you mad, sir? How you gonna keep up with me? You ain't got no cash, sir. How you gonna inspire me? You sitting on your ass, sir. He don't want to be no better. Swear you going out sad, sir. I know how you can't, uh-huh. Does that make you mad, sir? That was Black Smurf, Horizon, uh, uh. I realize I didn't say the uh, name of the song <laughs> before I edited the stuff. But I, we out here, man.